Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> he said, this is Rollins. This is Rollins. I like that. No. You want to be part of the show, Rollins? I guess he does. That's Wait, a keeper. Why wait, are keep you still that? recording? Yeah. Oh. What, what is... <laughs> I don't, he wants to be part of the intro. I guess he wants to be part of the show. Okay, so anyway. Okay, fine. I guess we'll keep this I guess one. we're, we're going to keep this. All right. All fine. right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Back, are, you okay, back, are you okay down there, back sir? Back to the show. Back to the show. Our cat's our third co-host now. Uh, Scott, yeah. Amber, and Rollins. Anyway. So, We've been looking for a third. I guess. Well, anyway. Wow. Right, dude. What is up with this? He's quiet throughout the entire show. I hope people can hear this. Oh, but the mics pick everything else up that we don't want to hear yeah, up right. here. So, I mean, all right, anyways, what were we doing? Okay, okay, quit quit okay. distracting oh my us, God. Rollins. Oh, my God. ADD. Okay. So, we, Dude, have, bro. we have T-shirts available, like we mentioned on our last show. We yeah, did yeah, yeah. get our T-shirt order in. I am very happy with how the T-shirt looks. I am not so happy with how the sticker looked. It, the design didn't lend itself to, I think, because there's a lot of fine font along the edge of this design. Yeah. And it didn't really show up. T Public makes stickers that are about, I think, two and a half inches, uh, maybe a little. They're not very big stickers. If it two was by a, two or something? Yeah. If it was like a four-inch sticker or something, it, it'd be it'd awesome. It'd probably look better. It'd yeah, be it'd look a lot better. Stuff. But they make small stickers. Uh, so I just took the sticker option off. I told everybody, if you bought a sticker from us, if that's like the only thing you bought and you had to buy the sticker and pay some shipping yeah. and you were so violently unhappy with the sticker when you opened it that you just destroyed everything in your kitchen, then you could contact us, DM us your address, and we'd be happy to send you some um, century-old stickers from Ghostly Talk back in the, what, mid-O's, late-O's? i got to find them, though. We I have. I know where they are. They're think they're out, are they out no, there in the out archives? There. And yeah. they're, it just has James the Ghost, you know, our little ghost guy with the... Those are really good stickers, too. Those are high-quality vinyl. They're good vinyl stickers. They've, They've lasted held up. On, yeah, God, we've had we've, them sitting there We've for had years. them on cars for years. They've... Yeah. So they are good stickers, but we'd be happy to send you a couple of those. On us. If you, we'll pay the you know, we're we'll pay the, so we'll pay for the stamp. so upset and distraught and despondent over your stickers. We don't want, we don't want one of our 13 I, listeners to stop listening I, because I know. of the sticker. I, well, and I, I use Public. I've, I've purchased things on them from them before, so I just thought, well, let's just try this. And, well, you know, and the thing about that. And it's cool. You know what? Thank you to everybody that has supported us so far with uh Yeah, this has been really sales. cool. We didn't, we, we've um, never really done and then we, we've been be, doing this thing again since be, 16. I'm going to be completely transparent. What? We have made $39. And, wow, that's going to pay for the server. And I, you know what? Like I said, if we can if we can muster up about 150 a year <laughs> through merch sales, we've paid for some internet fees. <laughs> yeah, and, and if we don't, whatever. I, we don't we'll care. Pay the bill. We'll still we do really the care. show. We just keep doing but the show. But I thought, hey, you know, no, everyone guys, else does well, it. Well, we should so. be more dramatic like all these other podcasts I have to listen to. Please get get the, the Patreons and all this stuff. Well, we won't be able to do this show without your support. So You know, I, hey, Jesus I Christ. appreciate this kind of support. No, thanks, guys. Seriously, it's it's really it, cool, those of you who it's bought It's really, really awesome that you did that and spent your hard-earned money and that you spend your precious life minutes choosing to listen to a few moments of us. <laughs> you try to use our Blabbing. words. <laughs> yeah, try, trying, so, trying to make sentences. So we appreciate trying that. Trying to manufacture sentences. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's uh, also, I here. forgot to say this on the last show, but I mm. do. you can pre-order my book, Mysterious Michigan. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah. head over to MysteriousMichigan.com, you can go to my store and pre-order. It's It will be available August 29th, but I... I know I'm going to get my books a little sooner than that. So I will probably, anybody that pre-orders, I probably will uh, send that out sooner. And they'll have some cool holographic stickers. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at you fancy. I know. So if you pre-order the book, you're going to get some some cute swag. Some cute swag. You get a signed 8x10. No, God, no. No one's getting a glossy. No. With lipstick. No. No. No one's getting a picture of me. No? No. No. Okay. All right. No. That's Horrible. what you told me last week you were going to do. No, I never said that yes, to you. Yes, you did. That's a lie. Fake news. Guys. Nope, that's a lie. It's so a sweet that, book. Uh, yeah. It is available. Uh, it's going to be available. And I know that I had said that we're gonna. I'm going to do maybe some a few little side show podcasts about Mysterious Michigan uh, 
on here. We're going to have a book release kegger here at the, at the studio. <laughs> just be me, you, and the cat. Yeah, yeah, just be us and the, you know. <laughs> we're going to have, we're gonna have a, and a keg of beer. Yeah, that'd yeah. be weird. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Has there ever been like a, a kegger for a book release? Oh, you, yes. You think so? Oh, yeah, yes. You guys are a bunch of nerds, though. That, you don't party. What is that? You don't think authors and book releases have had wild, like, I know, I'm kidding. insane I, parties? Dude, I, I, I know, yeah. Anyway. Maybe we'll have a kegger. Then then we'll have a kegger for you. Okay. Get a mini keg. Let's have a mini keg on the table. A pony keg. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, you can just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave it on the table and record a show. If you know, I was thinking about how many of our older shows, if you go back and listen to when we brought the show back in 2016, that we're, how we're, trash we're we are. a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are a recent listener of the show, maybe in the past Don't year. Don't listen or two, to those, please. Well, if you're bored. And you want to go back and just listen to how bad they were. <laughs> you'll you'll hear drinks mixing and ice cubes and uh, yeah, yeah, we, beer cans opening and. Well, we when we brought things back back then, the idea was we wanted to have it a bit more just super casual, super no casual, structure. no structure. And we found out real quick that that wasn't working too well. Well, for, for at least for what we wanted to accomplish here, I think, which was to talk about I, cool stuff. I couldn't keep it going, and sometimes, if, depending on what you're drinking, your brain just stops. That's what I found. Is we have a few <laughs> drinks, and it's like, oh, dude, I, 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 like I did, like I didn't, like was it about was it last week I did that where I just totally just melted down. That and wasn't forgot. from alcohol, though. That no, it was wasn't. Like that was from stroke. that was from heat. heat yeah, <laughs> that was just from heat exhaustion. Heat stroke. But the same thing would happen when we had a few too many drinks trying to do the show back then. I would just forget my points, uh, and that's not really good radio. I, I forget think. my points sober because that's why I have to have a notepad in front of me and a pen and constantly yeah, writing so stuff down. Writing stuff down. So, anyways, yeah. So the book's out. Your book's coming out. What day is that again? August 29th. August twenty ninth. And I think we're aren't we going to do some stuff here on the show? Kind that's of, what I just said. Oh, I, okay. I didn't. Oh my god, you already forgot what I said. I didn't listen to that part. Oh my god. I was busy looking at my <laughs> notepad. Oh my god. I was busy forgetting what my <laughs> yeah. point was. See, see, guys. <laughs> Now can I can I say this also? I did yeah, so I did the same thing today though. See, I'm I, I'm feeling very mellow again tonight. And I shouldn't have done this. I did this on a Tuesday again. I went and did fifty over exercise. Over exercise again today. You 50, oversized. Fifty minutes of work and then I did fifty minutes of bike riding after this. So I did an hour and twenty minutes of exercise today in the sun here in Michigan. A hot sun, so I didn't do myself any favors coming down here and trying to record this show. Mm. However, Concerning the show, I think you guys will be happy to know that we had a really cool conversation with Mr. Richard Lewis tonight. Uh, Richard Lewis is the author of two books the from his Paranormal Christian series. I, I You know what? I yeah. know we have all walks of life and beliefs that listen yeah, to don't the show. Yeah, don't shut the podcast down now that you heard that. Yeah, like if you're someone that's like... Give it a ah. chance, man. Because I'm not, I'm not, you don't a, have I'm to, not Christian. You don't, so I, neither am I. You don't, ha, you don't have to walk away from this no. thing changed as a person. But if you really are part of the paranormal community, we talk about these ideas. If you're a part of the paranormal community, man, and that's one, and I will say that in general, the paranormal community is one of the most accepting and cool yeah. groups of people they who want to hear about, yeah, they can be open-minded. Uh, they want to hear different ideas. And what I said to Richard towards the end of the show was that I think shows like this are good for people to hear because yeah. I do know there's a lot of closet lovers of the paranormal that yeah. are Christian and feel guilty about enjoying the paranormal or wanting to learn more yeah, or yeah. or maybe even have had a, a experience that they can't talk about. And so yeah. they, they listen to podcasts and other shows and, and TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just he Richard was is extremely knowledgeable on Christianity, his subject. You yeah. can tell he's passionate. He Very is a believer. Super cool guy. Uh, his man. book. Really I did. Cool. I downloaded his first book. I got it on Kindle. Um, it was of. I I went through it super quick just yeah. uh, yesterday and today. And it was. It's a really cool read for if you are some yeah. uh, of the Christian denomination and yeah. want to look at this through that that lens. That exactly. Yeah. Uh, definitely great books, and we will have Richard back on. He, we were talking when we stopped recording about his love of science fiction movies and oh, horror yeah. movies and all kinds of other stuff that he does. That yeah, I'm like, we'll have to come have you come back on and uh, talk about movies. Yeah, a little bit about Richard D. Lewis. Richard D. Lewis is an author, journalist, and veteran of the U.S. Air Force, where he began his career in broadcasting. Creator of the award-winning Pentagon Channel TV news magazine Air Force Space Today, he has won multiple Telly and Thomas Jefferson Awards. In 2003, Richard became a certified spiritual counselor by the California Board of Hypnotherapy. He is also a communicant member of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in good standing. Enjoy our conversation 
with Richard D. Lewis. interested in the paranormal ever since you were a little kid or did you find you were like more in your teens or when you were older no my story's pretty well publicized these days i started uh i got into the paranormal elementary school okay well i mean not like i was for a number of years and how i am now um those are different capacities but back then it was more just reading books yeah i just found stories were interesting and i I've told that story a lot. Oh yeah, your yeah. book um, Haunted Haunted Houses by Larry, Larry Kettlecamp, who will still not will still not come to the show. I, I keep bothering him. <laughs> Were your what you grew up Lutheran? Was your family judgmental at all about your interest in the paranormal, or not really? I, I can't say they were really too hard on me. I mean, they were they were more scared about all the music I was listening to. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think you're listening was, to that naval music. Yeah, they were more terrified about that than than reading <laughs> the new go- Slayer re- album. Yeah, oh. reading reading ghost stories and stuff like that. I think they were more concerned about that. But no, there really wasn't. I uh, know. I grew up Catholic, so mm-hmm. I, I think I had a different different environment than you. I my mom was really cool with everything, but my grandparents were a little different, especially my grandma. She was yeah. the Catholic one. My grandpa was is Protestant. Mm-hmm. And I know I kind of always felt guilty about enjoying paranormal topics and getting all the books from the library, watching unsolved mysteries, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. that good mm-hmm. stuff from mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s. And I went when I went to Salem when I was 14, my grandma, no, I was 15. Ex, like she forbid my family that I went with, she was like, do not let Amber Rose buy any of that devil stuff from the city. Don't let her buy anything wow. with a pentagram on it. Oh, wow. And, of course, I still bought my first tarot deck from there. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. bought a shirt that said mm-hmm. Salem, and it had two stars on it, but not the circle around it. So when I got it home, I took puffy paint and <laughs> painted the circles around. I was like, oh, I got my pentagram shirt from Salem. <laughs> I made it happen with puffy paint. But all of us, many listeners to the show, have probably grown up in a Christian environment and well, probably yeah, are still yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah, well, Christian, I mean, whatever you're believing. I mean, and I think there's a lot of different There's a lot of different. There is a beliefs. lot of people that find some or feel that Christianity, Christianity and the paranormal butt heads. Mm-hmm. And I know we've come across that throughout our investigations. I've had people over the years at investigations say that, what are you doing? Oh, we're ghost hunting. Oh, you're devil worshipers or you're fine trying to find Satan or watch out for that. You know, like, well, right. wait, back it up, back it up. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So we're bringing on the show tonight yeah. an interesting author. Yeah. Richard Lewis, yes. who has written a couple books on this very topic, well, Par- the Paranormal, yeah, the paranormal and Christianity. The Paranormal Christian. Uh, book one is called The Calling. Book two, which I know is recently released, is called The Quickening, right? Uh, Richard, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us tonight. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Scott and Amber. It's great to be here, you guys. Yes, um, as I said, you you have been working on this series, um, you know, and we all, you know, just to get things going, you always have to ask the obvious question, uh, you know. I guess what, what what was the inspiration behind this? Why did you decide to write these books? I mean, what and I mean, what drew you into the world of, of the paranormal in the first place? I guess, uh, and how you know, kind of where you got now. Well, you know, Scott, I'm a lot like you guys. I grew up with a with a keen interest in the paranormal and the strange, the unusual, the unexplained things that go bump in the night. I've always been fascinated with that that kind of thing. Yeah. And I've also I also grew up as a, as in a Christian home you know, with that background. And yeah. so, uh, and I'm actually Lutheran myself. I'm Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, but I also uh, fellowship with Catholics and uh, and do a lot of study and and, and worship with with Catholics as well. So I, I have a lot of um, commonality with the two of you um but for me the thing is is what i found was a lot of these things these stories the stuff that we're interested in there was that attitude at church especially in the fundamentalist 
Christian background, uh, evangelical background, and so forth, because uh, I grew up as a, as a Southern Baptist, and um, you know they kind of stay away from this stuff. Yeah. And it's 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 with a for a preponderance of, of of caution, but not getting the answers and seeing people that have similar interests and questions. Um, you know, we're supposed to be answering these things because there are answers for them uh, in the Bible, in the faith, as, as revealed to us, uh, the, the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the Apostle Paul in Acts 20 and 27 says, uh, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. So, you know, uh, our job as Christians and, and in the church is we should have an answer for these things and to be able to to talk to people. Otherwise, you know, they're going to go off somewhere else and, and maybe get misinformed. So, my my primary intent with writing this series, uh, that's a continuing series. I'm, I'm that's going to be going on with with more books coming in the future. Mm-hmm. But it is to help Christians primarily to understand. You know, it doesn't mean that you're a devil worshipper because you uh, are interested in these things. And um, and there's so much more subtlety and nuance to this to this uh, to this topic. And I see that it all correlates uh, with the Bible and through through the whole uh, kind of metaphysical construct that is the creator and the created the universe and everything that we see so, and don't see. Yeah. And, and as you're saying this, I'm thinking about this and I know there's a degree, I mean, devout Christians. Um, I know, you know, like my grandmother, my, you know, my, my father's side of my family is all from T- uh, Cookville, Tennessee. And that was devout Baptist down there. Right. And there, I noticed that there was a degree of paranoia, um, mm-hmm. as far as w- what we're talking about right now, um, bringing up these subjects now, you know, I, I gotta say, and I've said this about my, my grandma, she was very progressive. And so that's the irony of it, right? She was very progressive, um, in her ideas, even to the, even to her dying days. Um, but I, I noticed the majority of the community down there, uh, devout Baptists like that, um, they were paranoid. Uh, and when I say paranoid, I mean, I say, if you did bring up a subject like this, like, well, yeah, you know, I wonder why sometimes people see these wispy creatures every once in a while in their houses. They might see mm-hmm. some shadow exactly. or something, right? Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying people are rude, but I've, I've seen this where they just go, well, they, you know, you shouldn't be talking about stuff like that. Um, right. You know, that's, you don't well, we all have these stories. Yeah, we right? all do. Yeah, yeah. We all have these stories. And, you know, you go to church and then at the potluck after church, everybody's telling ghost stories. But, uh why within the church walls can we not talk about these things? So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I want to be able to provide answers for these things, both for myself and and for others. And, you know, the Bible says that I, I did not give you the spirit of fear. You know, that's that's that is the realm of the devil and of the enemy and the dark, the dark forces. When you're afraid, I mean, they've already got the advantage. See, yeah, yeah. so uh, this is ex- exposing that and bringing I like to call it, you know, bringing the paranormal back into the light where it belongs. Yeah, and that's so. That's why I asked that. I mean, and it's an idea I've noticed where um, it's, you can't even talk about it. Right. <laughs> you can't. Well, you know, you're you not, know, and, and it's uh, a paranoid. It's just a very paranoid attitude, I think, towards this. Thing. I mean, I grew up in the, you know, like I said, growing up in the South myself. Uh, you know, Tennessee used to be part of North Carolina. It's like it's basically Western North Carolina, and um, you know, there's people that are. Uh, I mean, the fear of God, you know, especially like with the Baptists, because they come from the Puritans, they yeah. have a very, and there's nothing wrong with, I mean, you know, you have a, a, a respectful appreciation for the creator. So do I, I'm a devout Christian myself, but I mean, I know people that they'll, when there's a thunderstorm, they'll literally sit quietly in the middle of the living room out of respect, you know, and, and turn off all the televisions and, and, and things like that, radios and stuff. And I mean, that's just, um, that's a whole next level. There's also, there's also faith is also not having to be afraid. That's because, you know, that's not what, uh, that's not the life that God wants us to live as I understand it. Well, and you say, you said the F word <laughs> faith, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a really cool way it's being put. Cause I think a lot of people take the construct of what faith is in a God, in the God, let's say, right? I think a lot of people take that that idea of faith, and that's where that paranoia and that fear comes from. Faith is fear, I think, sometimes. Uh, and what you're saying, though, I find that uh, very interesting, is that, no, it shouldn't be that way. I think, and I mean, what you're basically saying is that, you know, God wants us to live a cool life, a fun life, you know, have a good time, more or less. Am I correct? 
I believe so. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, that's that's what the, the scripture says. I called you to life and life to the full. Um, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, you should just throw caution to the wind. As with anything else, you should be be responsible, you know, and uh, and, 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 and that includes um, investigations into the paranormal and the supernatural. Um, I mean, uh, but that doesn't mean we can't interact with this with this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it the Bible says to test the spirits. First John four, one and six says, uh, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. So how can you test the spirits if, if you don't interact with them? So, um, you know, I don't I'm not I'm not a medium. I don't consider myself a medium. Yeah, um, I've, I've since I was uh, since I got married, I've been a, an extra large. You know, with my wife's cooking, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's a bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm the paranormal Christian, not the paranormal comedian. So I'll, I'll stick to my day job, but no. Um, but you know, the the spirit world is constantly interacting with us. So, um, and the reason why, again, with the preponderance of caution, it's not to be to be fearful, but um, because you don't know who you're who you're talking to, you don't know who you're interacting with. So you have to have. Uh, discernment of spirits is is a is a gift from the Holy Spirit. You know the Bible talks about that, and that's uh, something to strive for because um, that'll help you understand better who you're relating to. Because you know there are trickster spirits, um, and, and this isn't just in the Bible. I mean, all cultures across across time and across the globe have these stories of of trickster spirits, of of devils, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those are the ones to watch out for. And then there's everything in between. And of course, there's angels, saints. Um, departed loved ones and the whole the whole pantheon uh, of of the spiritual world. This is interesting to talk about this because we've had people from all different walks of life on this show, obviously, and we've had people literally come on here and say you should not be in any way whatsoever be trying to contact spirits. It's dangerous. Like some people compartmentalize the entire thing that every single one of them is out to get you. Right. right. Uh, whereas, whereas some people, they say, yep. like you just said, there's there's cool spirits, but you got you got to mm-hmm. learn how to discern one from well, the other. Yeah. Right there. I mean, um, we talk about uh, the communion of saints, and that's something that, that we definitely understand in the in the in the more ancient churches, the um, like the Catholic Church, the Lutheran Church, um, Eastern Orthodox, the older churches. We, we don't seem to to mind the concept, especially like in the Catholic Church, the Eastern Orthodox Church of 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 Mary and 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 the saints and the angels, and and these are gifts. These are beings. You know, if you accept part of God, you got to accept all of God, and it's it's a family. You know, and and the Bible says, you know, God is the God of the living, not of the dead. You know, so that means that these people, He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and mm-hmm. He's the God of the living. That means those people are are living. You know. Um, at uh, there's so many times in the Bible we 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 see this the transfiguration, you know Moses and Elijah appeared to Jesus they they were they they were and they are living so it's not like because they've um, they've departed this mortal coil so to speak um, that um, they no longer cease to exist I mean how how rude is that of us to suddenly not love well, I mean we always love our loved ones right well they they, they death is not the end of the essence of who we are. You know, so um, we may not reach out to them, but they're going to reach. Even if we don't, they're going to reach out to us. I mean, my mother um, every year on her birthday uh, sends me a sign where, and I talk about this in, uh, in in book one, the Paranormal Christian book one. One of the signs with my with my mom is um, she uses uh, bees, and I was clued into this when my stepdad, uh, shortly after she passed, um, was talking about he kept seeing bees flying in his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in a strange way, and it let him know that something extraordinary was going on. And I've had many other after-death communications, not just from my mo- my mother, but certainly very special, intimate ones with my mother. The the bees is just one thing, and it just happened just as recently as um, July 28th. My my mother's birthday is July 29th. Every year she does this. I left the gym uh, at at the, at uh, at work, uh, the campus where I work, and um, I go to my. Uh, I left my office on my way to the gym, I should say, and I go to the trunk of my car to get my gym bag out. And there's this bee that's on the on the on the trunk, and it's very unusual. I don't ever recall seeing a bee at at, at work ever. Um, and here it is on the trunk of my car. And I'm and I'm actually almost ready to forget my mom's birthday. Actually, if I if I'll be honest about it, and that's part of what I think she's trying to remind me just to keep <laughs> that connection. But um, 
so um, I, I, I gently got the bee off of my trunk and then I got my gym bag and then I was like afraid that I was going to back over it with my tire. So I picked the bee up and I put it in a nearby tree. And, uh, and then when I got home, it hit me, wait, wait, what's the day? It's a, it, and it was the, the following day was July 29th, my mom's birthday. This has happened again and again and again. And I actually document the dates and, and so forth in, in, in my, in my book series. Um, and you know, to the skeptic, oh, it's a coincidence, but to those of us who know, uh, yeah. when you know, you know, I often tell, I've told this story before on this show, my grandmother on my mother's side. My mom tells this story, um, not necessarily uh, a steady date, like, like a birthday, for example, but my mom has said this over and over again. She has a porcelain doll with a bell in her bedroom. For, and I can't really tell you how she's come across this, but she's told me before that when she's had hard decisions to make, she's called upon her, her mom, who's no longer with us, uh, for a little guidance, right? And she'll more or less in her mind say like, hey, ring the bell for yes or <laughs> don't ring the bell for no mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. And this thing, this bell happened. I mean, it happens. She's like, this yeah. happens. This has happened several times to her. She swears by it. Um, and see, go ahead. Th- and that's why uh, this is the important thing, especially for uh, for Christians who's my who are my primary audience uh, mm-hmm. who are interested in this stuff. But for the ones that are that are more fearful. You know, I'm not saying go out and do seances and, and 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 try to conjure up the dead. What I'm saying is, is the same way that you might pick up the phone and call your mom, you can still pick up the spiritual phone and call your mom, basically. Mm-hmm. And you're not; it's not worship. You're not wor- if you speak to an angel. If you if you tell Mother Mary, pray for me, as we as especially how they do how, in the Catholic Church. But I I observe many of the the, the same prayers that the Catholics do uh, because she's real. Because I've seen her. I've seen Mary. You know, I didn't know she was real until I saw her. It's like I didn't believe in ghosts either until I saw one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but they're still they're still there. So you you communicate with them. It's not worshiping them. It's different. People say, well, you know, uh, you know, hail Mary, full of grace. Um, the the Lord is with thee. Blessed blessed are thee among women, and, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. You know, uh, Mother Mary. You know, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. When you say these type of things, you know, Mary, pray for me. Um, it's no different than saying, "Hey, mom, pray for me." Hey, dad, pray for me. You, it's not worshiping. It's like yeah. you're you're asking. You know, you you go up to your friend and say, "Hey, hey, you know, I'm having some trouble right now. Can you pray for me with this and that?" You're not worshiping them. You're just asking them to intercede on your behalf. It's not. It doesn't get in the place of you worshiping God or, at all. It's it's just putting more petitions before Him. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that idea has been then i I'll maybe be a little harsh but been bastardized over the years because mm-hmm. i think you know yeah you're right people automatically again it's that paranoia we mentioned before right where when you talk about an idea of this sort a lot of people mm-hmm. jump to that conclusion where they say well yeah in in the term is worship right like well this devil worship you're worshiping that and yeah. it's like i'm not worshiping anything i'm just checking something out i'm just i'm asking questions yeah. i'm curious or yeah. like you're saying you're trying to pick up the phone i mean that's hardly worshiping something that's just trying right. to communicate with something i think a prayer is a is a petition it is not it is not it is not worship yeah. it's it's asking it's a request it's asking something it, it, it can be done in a worshipful way or not. It doesn't mean that you're worshiping necessarily. It's just that's this whole thing is like just because somebody's separated by the the veil of the physical world versus the uh, the the spiritual world. I mean, that's it's no different than you know being separated by uh, an ocean. And, mm-hmm. and I'm talking on the telephone or I'm watching you on a video screen, a computer. Um, I mean, that you know, 500 years ago, that would be. Uh, you know, conjuring spirits right there, bringing a, I mean, a television would be like a haunting in your house, you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of what like hauntings kind of are, you know, yeah. it's all energy, you know, spirit, intention, mind. Um, that That's, that's what I'm trying to help people to understand. I, when my grandpa was all like, oh, you're interested in this paranormal stuff. What is this? You know, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, grandpa, have you, you know, there are so many paranormal stories in the bible and i kind of i pointed out things to him like different stories that i could remember and he he, honestly i don't think stuff out already well i don't think my grandpa had thought of it that way he didn't think of it that like the holy ghost or jesus rising Mm -hmm. from the dead uh ezekiel's wheel uh the burning bush all these moments 
we're paranormal. Right. Because one thing you, you mentioned, Richard, in your book is how polarizing the word paranormal can be. People are very you black know, and white with that word sometimes. It's mm-hmm. so true, and that's unfortunate because if you if you if you go online right now and you look up the word paranormal and look what Webster says, it's going to say supernatural. And the Bible is a is a supernatural revelation. It is a proof text for paranormal phenomena from cover to cover. You can't divorce one from the other. There are many Christians who want to do this. You know, they want to excise the paranormal from the Bible, but you just can't. Paranormal simply means supernatural. If you accept the witness and testimony of the Bible, you have to accept the supernatural, i.e. the paranormal. Now, you also have people, however, who uh, are interested in the paranormal, but they're not very interested in the Bible or what the Bible has to say. Yeah. And uh, to those of you who are listening, I would say this. Um, there's no better encyclopedia for the paranormal than the Bible. Open up the Bible. You're going to get, you know, more than you 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 can imagine. So we were we were we wrote this down. We're like, is the Bible basically a one very old ghost story? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean <laughs> well, that's that's generalizing it's, a bit, but I mean it's, it's several things, right? It's a it's definitely a Holy Ghost story. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and you're right. This the Bible, is, and that's I'm, I wrote that down also too. Is I I we we know people staunch atheist, mm-hmm. right? I don't sure. believe in anything. Or I should, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't say atheist, atheist, but people sure. that they they don't practice Christianity, they don't believe in the Bible, uh, but they are interested in the paranormal. And these are people I've met that that claim that they've, I mean, and they, I believe they have, they've they've experienced phenomena, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So go ahead, Amber. There's also the experience that happens with, within religion that people can become jaded from some experience right. they had if they didn't have a good experience within. Well, you can be you can become jaded studying the paranormal. Believe well, me. Well, oh I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It goes sure. both ways, but I I have found that you because you because what we're talking about is these people that can maybe also believe what seems like these outlandish things. Like I believe in Bigfoot. It's, I want to say Bigfoot's outlandish, but they believe in these different things within the realm of the paranormal, and then yet they'll kind of go to anybody that wants to tell them something from the Bible, and mm-hmm. it's and and some of those people might have had that bad experience growing up where they're just like no no they push that aside and I think that does happen when it comes to faith and and religious things and the paranormal when you get some of the people that are very like no <laughs> yes yeah that's true and it does happen and it's unfortunate because um, all the suffering in the world comes from the bad actions of of human beings and human beings are flawed and 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 that's why we need. Uh, the Bible. That's why we need Christianity. That's why we need the faith, because that's where we find our our redemption and our forgiveness. And the the fact that we have a God that loves us and um and that accepts us, uh, even those of us who like the paranormal. He 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 accepts all of us, uh, and it's all the divine creation. You know, God is sovereign, so there's no hidden thing from Him. You know, and when it comes to a bad experience like that, people will tie it to the church. Like, I mean, it's hard not to. If it happens within the walls of the church, you know, it can be anything. I mean, uh, it's just it's a church is a group of people. I mean, and people are flawed. Oh, yeah. You know, they, yeah. So um, but but, you know, don't blame the faith. Don't blame God. Don't blame don't blame uh, what is revealed. It's a perfect faith as revealed. It's just that we humans can mess it up. You know, well, I think by nature, humans also our knee jerk reaction when when something a bigger thing, I think it's bigger than us by ourselves, such as the church, right? An organization. Uh, what I, I think our knee-jerk thing is, is when something happens within those walls, our knee-jerk reaction is to rebel against it, right? right. And be angry well, with it. And generalize the whole thing, too, and not just take it what, what one occurrence may be as just one occurrence. Right. Well, any institution um, is prone to uh, corruption when it deals yeah. with people. I mean, you know, you find out that you're your favorite um, you know, star athlete um, allegedly did something. I mean, you don't stop being a fan of the sport, you yeah. know, you know, uh, but you might uh, be a little disenfranchised of it. Uh, but then, you know, in the church, there's also something important to understand. There's the visible church, which is what most people think of when they think about the church. You know, they, it's easy to see. I mean, the buildings, uh, the 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 pageantry, the, 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 the pomp and circumstance, so forth, uh, which, you know, actually – is symbolic of other things but then there's the invisible church the invisible church are the pe- are the true believers all the people and it's and it's not bound by time or space or walls or life or death that is the communion of saints that is the church that is the true church and the true church is is is, is without fault 
I've had people say that to me so many times over the years, dear friends of mine, uh, and they've always said, look, this, the real deal on this thing is it's a personal thing for you, right? If you truly uh, have faith and you truly believe in, the, in, in this, you know, it, it's, it's, it's on you. It's a personal thing. Um, I think that ties in with what you were just saying, correct? <laughs> well, I mean, a, a person's faith is definitely a private matter between them and God. And, yeah. you know, and, uh, Jesus taught in parables. And uh, one of the one of the one of the famous parables is the parable of the weeds. And he talks about um, the weeds growing up in the in the garden and and the, the servant saying, should we pull up the weeds? And he says, no, because you'll you'll pull up the you know, you'll pull up the wheat along with the weeds. And then it talks about at the end time, both wheat and weeds will be pulled up for the reaping. And, um, and the weeds will be thrown into fire. And, you know, so this is all very, very symbolic. But the point being is that the invisible church, you don't really know. And it's not your job to know. That's where we as Christians can make a mistake if we start being all judgy and everything. Like yeah. we, And it's so easy to do that as humans. We judge by appearances. You know, um, certainly the Bible says you, you will know them by their fruits. But uh, people can fake fruits, you know. And um, so the one that you think is is uh, the first will be last, the last will be first. The one that you think is good might not be so good. The ones you think uh, less of might actually be the one that's the most faithful. That's why we are not to judge others. That's God's job. You know, God knows, though, it is between your religion is something between you and God. And and I, I got to say, too, that as an American, you know, I, I the, the free exercise of religion or not to exercise any religious beliefs is one of the great tenets of our country. The fact that I can practice and, and exercise my religion free of persecution is one of the things that I love the most about this country and what it was founded upon. So um, to the atheists out there, you know, the skeptics, all of you are welcome to believe as you will. You don't yeah. get any judgment from me because it's not on me. I don't sweat it. It's that's <laughs> a private matter between you and the, and the, and the creator. And, yeah. and, but the skeptics, you know, will rarely ever be convinced. My, I'm not here to prove anything uh, because um you know, it's like Jesus said, they won't even believe it if they saw a person rise from the dead. And that's what the Christian witness tells us happened. And we have hundreds and hundreds of witnesses that, that have testified to this. There's the extra biblical sources, too, that talk about the divinity of Christ, this great miracle worker that that that, that is the that we in the Christian church believe is our Savior, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, but there's people that don't believe. And, and again, um, it's it's a private matter. Um, faith comes by hearing the sperma, the word, it actually means, um, in Greek sperma, like, just like we know the word sperm, yeah. it implants in the heart. And it's, but that's, that's something that God, people doesn't, people don't do that. That's something between you and God. And I can't tell you how many people that have come to faith. It is one of those things. It just happens. And suddenly, you know, that you believe it's amazing. Yeah. We've been talking about the usual paranormal stuff, ghosts and hauntings and all that stuff, but in the media, especially in the recent years, there's been much discussion on the UFO world. And now, well, you know, uh, UAP, U as it's U now UAP. you know called UAP. UAP. And uh, I know in your second book, you touch on the UFO phenomena and alien oh, abduction. Yeah. Uh, I and I really kind of want to... it ties in with this. Well, with and, and this I want to talk about this because this is something that you always hear where... You hear things like, well, the Pope knows stuff about UFOs or the Vatican's interested. They got their telescopes. They're looking out there. But if we've actually told the world that UFOs and aliens and other life forms exist, it's going to shake the bedrock of all religion, you know, foundation everywhere. And everything's just going to go and get unraveled in chaos, chaos. <laughs> Self-immolation. And so I, but I find it interesting as the, as the New York Times and other big media sources start leaking these stories and these videos of strange things in the sky and the government's actually coming forward saying, yes, we, we are studying this. We do have programs that people really aren't freaking out. I think there's a certain degree of people that still don't take this stuff seriously. They're like, oh, yeah, UFOs, okay. And then there's <laughs> like, but there's more and more people going, huh, well, okay, I wonder. Or I, I always knew they were out there. Like, I, I, there's all these different camps of belief with this. But I kind of, I want to talk well, about our camp. UFOs we, we in the Bible. Of course, yeah. this show Ancient Aliens loves to talk about UFOs in the Bible and all the different stuff well, going related, on. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. always that's always a topic on there. Uh, and that show is like in its 20th season or something. It's bonkers how long that show has been it. on. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I, I love that show. You know, Brad Olson is, uh, is a legacy um, cast member on that show. He actually endorsed 
uh, my book, uh, my second volume, the, the Paranormal Christian Book Two, and um, the UFO problem is something that's uh, always intrigued me. And I, I devoted about twenty percent of my second book in the series just exclusively to UFOs because it is such a complicated topic, and there is no single pat answer for no. for it. But um, you know, first of all, um, UAP UFO. Uh, I like the word. I like the term UFO. I think it's. It's it's great. I mean, it's I'm old school that way. Yeah. I don't think there's a. I mean, to me, there's no stigma. I love that. Uh, but if you want to call them UAPs, whatever. Um, UAP sometimes could be more accurate because it's a, it might be a phenomena rather than something that's literally flying. But um, first of all, most UFOs are explainable, you know, through natural causes. Like the vast vast majority of them are explainable, and it's our our imagination. It's a weather phenomena. It's a, it's a it could be a planet. You know, there's all kinds of things that it can be. Um, and there's also the things that um, are natural, uh, man-made objects that you just don't understand it. Uh, and I and I feel um, especially gifted to talk about this because as a as an Air Force veteran, as a Space Force uh, employee, I, I've I've seen you know high-tech hardware up close um, from our most advanced rockets, the you know the, the space shuttle. Um, the the Minotaur rockets, um, Atlas V, Delta IV. I've seen these 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 uh, these uh, spacecraft launch um, from from a from a from a approximate vantage point. You know, f- from uh, the 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 B two, the B one, the F one seventeen fighter. All these these exotic uh, aircraft, and um, so I know what these things look like. And, you know, Ben Rich of Skunk Works said that uh, we have things out there that are, you know, 50 years ahead of anything we know about. Yeah. So there's uh, something like a $90 billion black budget yeah. uh, that operates outside of the um, overview of Congress. So, you know, um, if it's not something that we know, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's extraterrestrial. It could very well be our own secret stuff. And um, if you look at the ATIP report and things like that, um, the, you know that they 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 talk about that in there, and I and I mentioned this in my book, the Paranormal Christian book too. Um, so most most UFOs fall into that category. And I've seen a UFO. I've seen a a, a couple. One certainly very uh, remarkable. I was in Borrego Springs um, in uh, 2016, and um, I saw um, kind of like an oval f- uh, shape, almost like an eye opening through the in the fabric of space. This white, yellowish, whitish. Uh, thing it, it opened and then it closed what did i see i'm not really sure could it have been a portal opening could it be some technology could it be extraterrestrial i mean yeah you you have to wonder what 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 that yeah. is but i think at the end of the day we really don't know i don't think we have the proof um the things that are buzzing around the navy ships could very well be our own stuff i mean i think it's very interesting that when these things happen you know the pilots they get all they get all uptight about it i mean they're you know they're making quite a bit of fuss but you know you have a lieutenant um you know an 04 uh that's a junior that's a fairly junior officer um and um yeah they're concerned but then it's kind of interesting how there's these stories about people coming on the ship after these events collecting you know data tapes and the skipper is not uh, not too concerned now why is the uh you know why is the um the captain of the ship or the admiral fleet admiral or whatever you know, they're not been out of shape, just these young officers. It very well could be that they're read in on something that's being tested and they're testing it on our own people. Right, right. Don't put it past our government to do that kind of thing. I mean, yep. what better way to test out, you know, high tech things against the most uh, highly advanced uh, aircraft and, and, and uh, you know, young pilots that we have out there? Uh, you know, so that's that that could could very well be what that is. But, you know, the Pope did say he he, he made it. He made <laughs> The, the headlines when he was um, I mean, he was basically talking to his, his clergy and he just kind of brought it up. But he did mention about baptizing aliens. So, <laughs> you know, that that <laughs> concept is out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we we don't but we don't know. I would like to think that they, that they might be out there. But I think most of what we see, I mean, when you look at the, the laws of physics, time and space, um, it's it's it, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. I think it takes something like I mean, just to get across the Milky Way galaxy. At the speed of light takes, I think, a hundred thousand years. That's just one galaxy, one of a hundred billion. And but then again, those hundred billion galaxies all have, you know, a hundred billion star systems. And most of them have planets. Yeah. And then, you know, through uh, uh, through just well, I mean, there's odds are that there are yeah. 
You know, I mean, God is a God of diversity. You look around the, the, the physical world alone and you see just just teeming with life. The, even in the, the darkest regions of of the oceans where light doesn't doesn't reach, you have bioluminescence. Yeah, where, the Mariana Trench. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. A- animals and life where it shouldn't be able to exist exists. So um I would like to think that 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 they're that they're out there, but we just don't know. Well, the, I mean, all I can use is my logic on that on this on this problem, and you just kind of laid the numbers out uh, pretty quick. Uh, and when those numbers are put in front of you, and and yeah, to take that further from what you just said, um, this plant's teeming with life. There's and then there everything around you is is alive. Everything around you, there's stuff happening, right? I mean, think once you've lived in this world for 30 or 40 years, you don't notice it as much because you're just used to it being around you. Right. But I, I, I guess if you were a, if you were an, you know, some type of alien from some other world and came here, I'm sure it would be quite striking to you. And maybe if you were an alien, the planet you came from was just as alive as our planet is. Um, so I, I think the numbers speak for themselves. I can't say I, I think it's completely insane for someone to say that the only thing that constitutes life lives on this planet. Therefore, this is the only plant in all these billions and billions of systems that are out there that has what's constituted as life. On top of that, right. one of the questions I remember asking in college in the one astronomy course that I had <laughs> was the question of, well, what constitutes life? I mean, we have our definition on this planet. Right. Uh, it has to do a certain set of things. It has to breathe. It has to uh, reproduce. Uh, you know, it has to do a handful of things. Right. I'm I'm no expert on that, but we know we basically know what they are. Uh, what's who's to say there's some other world out there way out there uh, in some other galaxy has some form of life there that that lives on uh, on on car on, you know on i don't know carbon dioxide maybe something that thrives on that we don't obviously right uh something that thrives on that um it, it's an idea yeah. that i throw out there i mean well, what it's true what, i mean it's go ahead Sorry. it's very interesting it's it's uh it's something that's that's fun to think about i mean certainly science fiction has given us a lot to chew on with that you know um star trek um and all of its many uh many in- incarnations uh explore has exp- explored um you know d- life uh forming from different kinds of things and then there's machine life there's the concepts of that in yeah in sci-fi and ai and yeah. everything else but uh the, the, the on the other hand um my thought of it of the diversity it's more it's more like um i think it it i think it's likely but because that's in god's nature to be uh, intricately uh creative but it's not implied because frankly what nasa and our scientists and w- what we've discovered is has been just the opposite of that once we leave this planet i mean going to our nearest neighbor um the moon you know um buzz aldrin famously called it magnificent desolation you know yeah. for this uh dead world with a black sky i mean you know it's very descriptive and um, so far, our uh, our best efforts have, have not yielded uh, anything of at least what we would consider life. Now, certainly, we found the building blocks of life in meteors and things like that. Mm-hmm. And again, I talk about this in my in my book series, The Paranormal Christian. So I'm definitely open to the to the concept. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, life is life is not is not a guarantee. I mean, the fact that it's so pervasive makes us think that it is. But actually, life is a miracle, and that's where when you look at it from the from the from this. Uh, worldview of belief this worldview of faith you understand that it makes perfect sense that for every cause there's an effect so that means there must be an uncaused cause that's why we know that there's a god and you know life uh arising from non-living matter is impossible yet it has happened so um so we believe it and it could pervade throughout the universe but then again if it didn't it, it might not because if so in other words if god wills it i say yes but it might not be we we could we could very well be the only thing, because it really is a miracle that we are here at all. I mean, even if you don't believe in God, if you just look at the science of it, like I say, non-living, you know, um, or cells don't self-organize. Atoms don't self-organize into living. I mean, 14 billion years mm-hmm. of stars living and dying just to create the stuff, to, enough substance to make uh, you and me and, and and everything around you. I mean, that's, that's incredible, you know? I mean, surely there was a divine mind that guided all of that. 
I need to correct myself also. I just I just thought about this. Carbon monoxide, I meant to say, not carbon dioxide. <laughs> I uh, went, so I just, just get that out of the way. But you're right. But you're yeah. you're very right on that, Richard. On the on the opposing side of this thing, I think the longer we move on as a race on this planet, of all people, uh, and we study and we observe, we're curious by nature. Yeah. We people are, right? We're learning yeah. how delicate, intricate and how how sensitive this environment is and to your point we are learning yeah how much of a miracle it is that the stars align no pun intended the, the correctly right. right to make us who we are right right uh, look at our moon back to our back to the moon i mean yeah. just the very fact that we have a moon that just happens to be the perfect size and distance from the earth and the sun that it that it, it eclipses the sun perfectly yeah. so that we can observe a solar eclipse i mean that we take so many of these things for granted but when it comes to this uh, i guess i don't know adamic uh, exceptionalism that we have i mean i feel that we're special i feel that that god tells us that we're special but who's to say that we're that that we that we even are the only ones that have ever occupied this planet i mean I mean, we, there's evidence that uh, of nuclear explosions on Mars. I mean, right. you know, what created the uh, the, the giant, you know, Marianas Valeris, the, the giant trench on Mars. It's not like anything in the solar system, nothing like anything on Earth. I mean, it looks like some type of a giant energy blast. I mean, yeah. all these unexplained mysteries, um, you know, out of place artifacts uh, in the geologic record. So many things that go against uh, traditional science. And I mean, I'm open to it. I mean, and I mm. think... Um, you can be a Christian and still be open to these things. In fact, you don't have to God. You don't have to. You don't have to protect God from this stuff. You don't have to protect the faith from it. And the more I've dived into this in writing my books, the Paranormal Christian series, what I found is is that the Bible doesn't contradict these things. In fact, it correlates to them, and that's the amazing thing that I want people to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. You know, you mentioned Mars, and that that is another interesting thought. I mean, yeah, who knows? At one time, Mars may have been, uh, you know, occupied. Right. It may have been occupied. And yeah, maybe they started playing around like we've been playing around this planet for the last 60 years with nuclear weapons. That's been a thought. You know, know, and maybe you can. I mean, and I think it's a no-brainer at this point. You don't have to be. Go ahead. Here's a little little known fact is um, when astronauts go into space um, and they live, say, on the International Space Station for, 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 for a period of time, they're, uh, as I understand it, as I'm told, they their bodies adjust to um, not the the Earth uh, uh, cycle, but to the cycle of Mars. Hmm. And um, what I mean, I don't know. That's just an interesting fact that I that I've been informed, and it's uh, makes you wonder. Maybe we're the Martians. Who knows? I know. Maybe we. Some of them got and, off on a well, plane. Well, no, and that's dropped, what I'm saying. Maybe let's, let's head over to that Earth and well, start all, over. Yeah. You know, all I'm all I'm hearing about. But, from the big mines we have on this planet now that build cars and make us get packages faster and stuff like that are the idea of going to Mars now. We're going to Mars. We have to populate to Mars because we're really screwing things up on this planet now. So we're going to move to Mars. So it's kind of a funny thought, like maybe a couple billion years ago, our race was around and we screwed things up on Mars. <laughs> oh, we got to go to that Earth. <laughs> hey, look over there. There's that really cool blue and white ball. Why don't we go over there? That looks really nice. There's, hey, there's there's oxygen there and there's, there's of water. There's tons oh, of water. We messed we this screw- one up. Oh, we screwed this one up. We're, we're getting kicked out. Yeah. We, we didn't pay the rent. We got to leave. So now we're going back to Mars now, right? So it's a funny thought, but it's also terrifying. Keep going back oh, and forth. That, oh. And that also tells me that the universe is very, very, very patient with us. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we don't seem to be um, perfectly suited to Earth. I mean, certainly those of us of, of the Irish ilk. I mean, you know, I go outside for five minutes and I sunburn. I mean, like, am I really designed for this planet? <laughs> You know, we don't have yeah. much in the way of, 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 of uh, you know, I mean, our eyes, uh, especially if you have blue eyes. I mean, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, why do I have to put on SPF 500, you know, just to, <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to go get the newspaper? You know, it's ridiculous. Well, you know, it's it, 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 on that on that topic for a second. I mean, I think about that a lot. I'm like, there's so many things that I can walk outside that want to kill me. Not yeah. not just right. people, because right. yeah, there's people That's too. True. But there's just the Earth itself. I mean, you know, storms, the sun uh, are just two right there. Uh, tornadoes, which <laughs> yeah. is more or less a storm. I mean, this is stuff that the Earth don't care if you're standing there. 
It, it don't. It's well, not worried about that. It will just remove <laughs> you, right? It, it does seem like the Earth is trying to kill us. But then, on the <laughs> other hand, you see you see the divine hand in the fact that we have this abnormally large moon, which there's no really explanation for, and yeah. and the fact that we have uh, a, a rare yellow dwarf uh, sun, and the fact that we're in in the perfect uh, part of the, the the solar system and also the galaxy to where we don't get zapped by the giant, uh, you know. Um, black hole uh, at the at the center, which probably is the engine that energizes the whole thing, and um, and all these other things. The fact that we have uh, giant uh, gas giant planets like Jupiter that mm-hmm. that uh, seem to catch or divert, you know, uh, planet killing asteroids and stuff like that. Um, you know, the yeah. fact that the tilt of our axis is controlled in a certain way, and and, and all, all those kind of things um, yeah. make life possible. So. But yeah, it's you can still get you can still get roughed up out there that's for sure. Oh well, yeah, and it's it's no different in space too. I mean, yeah, intergalactic oh, yeah. pinball is what you, what we're talking about oh, yeah. more or less. I mean, you know, especially with asteroids. Oh yeah. But, but it's the same thing. Uh, one of the my favorite movies I've seen in the last ten years was Interstellar. Uh, you know, fantastic. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, absolutely, masterpiece. Fantastic. Masterpiece, complete masterpiece. Uh, but it's one of the things that was said when they were in the in the ship. They're like, he's sitting there. He's like, you know, there's only a few inches between us. And everything out there that wants to, that will just destroy us. <laughs> it was <laughs> right. that was you know, right. paraphrasing a little bit. Um, you know, it's it. it and I thought that was fascinating too. And it's the same idea, I think. Even well, more great movie. Based. And I and I'm yeah. a big fan of all science fiction, including yeah. the the hard science fiction. Is probably is if I'm going to read science fiction. I mean, I, and 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 what I write when I because I also write. Uh, I don't just write nonfiction. I write um, fiction as well. And I'm working on a science fiction oh, novel. Cool. And I and I like I like hard science fiction. Um, and I also like the fantasy stuff too, you know, Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. That's just a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, what I liked about Interstellar was the fact that they do handle, they actually try to at least address the problem of relativity and Einstein's uh, theories and things like that, which a lot of times we just have to forgive that stuff to make science fiction even possible. Well, yeah, for well for the story to move along, and that's that's a very difficult movie to follow initially. I mean, it takes. And that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I think great, great cinema usually requires a couple of views to really take it in, right? And Interstellar is a is a film like that to me. Where I mean, I got the story. Of course, I did. I was my jaw was on the floor the first time I watched it. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but I did have to watch it, you know, uh, two more times. I think to really start to understand all the nuances and then start. I mean, to the point where I actually took a notebook and started writing down elements of the plot. Because I'm like, okay, I really want to understand every nuance of what's going on here. And then once you understand that, you're like, wow, that's heavy. <laughs> that's it's, heavy. It's, it's, it is a mess. It is a masterpiece. Mess. I mean, Christopher piece. Nolan, yeah. you know, the musical st- score, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer uh, murdered it on there. <laughs> yeah, the, the epic runtime. I love it. I mean, everything about it. Uh, yeah. The the Matt Damon Matt Damon appearance uh, just steals the show just about. I mean, I love yeah. I love that character. And, uh, oh, man, it's just so entertaining. There really wasn't anything... We can, we can talk about this for three hours, I think. There really wasn't anything bad. I mean, there's always something like, yeah, I could have done more. There's, and I tell people, like, there's nothing about that movie that I um, that bums me out in any way whatsoever. It's that the whole thing is a masterpiece, like you said. So. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I want to ask you, though, too. I mean, we talked about a ton of stuff here. Um, you know, how are people, I mean, other let's say fellow Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 you put these books out there now. You know, have you been judged in any negative light? I guess I have to ask. Have you? Has people? Have you? Oh boy, that laugh tells me everything <laughs> yeah. right there. Let uh, him speak. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to ask. Uh, floor is yours, Richard. Well, so that's it's very interesting because I actually get it from both sides. You know, like I, I get um, you know the from the from the people that are into uh, more new new age spirituality, not uh, religious per se, or, or a lot of the people that basically they're spiritual. Just like people in the church, it's just they've been like um, what Amber was saying earlier. They've perhaps been alienated from the church for whatever reason. Um, you know, those people they already have some flags that come up anytime you you hear the word Christian or God, things like that. Those those there's there's those folks, and um, they immediately you know get the wrong idea and and want to you know just they see the they see red flags, and then of course in the church. But actually, I think I'm I'm um, I have been more welcomed. In the actual paranormal community, because um, you know, honestly, most people that are interested in the in the paranormal and in the supernatural are, you know, kind of open-minded, cool people. You know, that are, 
you know, not really out to uh, foo-foo anything. And, and they're, they're usually pretty accepting of, of, of the, the faith and the beliefs in the church. And, uh, and it's just, it's just more uh, variety and, and, and interest in there. I mean, if you're interested in, in ghosts and you're interested in UFOs, why wouldn't you also be interested in saints and angels and anything that's uh, spiritual or miraculous uh, of that, of that nature. So I think I've actually been more embraced by the, the paranormal community uh, at large rather than the, the church itself. Um, but I do want people to understand that I'm not trying to speak um, uh, for the church per se, um, but I do feel like I'm speaking from a position of uh, of knowledge, and that I'm I'm a lifelong Christian. I've studied the scriptures, and I believe in private revelation. I have a, a very close relationship with 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 God, with Jesus. I am a devout Christian. You know, I am that Bible thumping Christian, but I'm a non-judgmental Christian who has a very balanced approach, which is what I think true Christianity is all about. Well, that's what we need more of is non-judgmental, awesome Christians like yourself, because yeah. you hear that all the time. Like, I think they, I, well, I think you know, it's turn off. So they, yeah, have, uh, they that, judge yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And they're hypocrites and stuff. Yeah. So it, it it is refreshing to have someone like you on a show like this. To think, give, thank you so yeah, much. Well, yeah. and to give people there, there are probably, I guarantee you, there are a lot of listeners that, don't they listen to our show or other paranormal podcasts out there or coast to coast am but they don't oh, listen to it. it with anybody else they listen to it in their well, own time on yeah. their headphones they don't share it with anybody and maybe hearing mm-hmm. like a show like this uh or picking up books like yours and reading it can kind of give them some comfort that they're not gonna go to hell they're not doing anything wrong yeah. they're curious human beings which we are well, by nature right. and they're exploring what god created to begin with so I don't think it, yeah. I think this kind of stuff is good for those people well, with that mindset to well, hear. And I think there's you know you can look at it from both sides too. There's people, you know, who've had experiences, supernatural experiences, that have right. been afraid for years, for a very long time, to talk about it because they they were like, oh my god, if I if I tell people what I saw, I saw saw a UFO, I saw a ghost, people are gonna think I'm cuckoo, cuckoo, right. cuckoo, right? Right. And I think, mm-hmm. dare I say, I think some people and it's all about what you believe in. It's what you it's what you you know, what your belief system is. Exactly. But I think there's I think there's some and people that I think there's some people that that um they're afraid to express their you know their their faith in what in what it is in, in Christianity, right? Uh, because they're afraid they're going to uh, nowadays. Because again, I mean, I, and I think it's a problem too. I mean, I think you like like you, Richard. I think people should believe what they want to believe, and it's on them what they believe, right? Exactly. And they shouldn't exactly. feel they shouldn't feel ostracized, I guess, by other people no. by just expressing what their beliefs are and what their ideas are. Well, yes, free Same exercise problem. of religion and freedom of speech are great uh, uh, American yeah. tenets and yeah. and something you have the right to believe as you believe and express yourself. And um, we, we worry a little too much about that. And uh, that was one of the other things that inspired me to write this uh, this book series is I am a frequent listener to Coast to Coast. I listen almost every night. And cool. so many callers uh, are Christians. And I noticed yeah, that. And, yeah. and, they're, and they're just 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 single, genuine interested, curious Christians like myself and like many of you listening. Yeah. And so that let me know that there was an audience for this, but not just for the Christians who I want to say like, hey, you know, it's okay that you're interested in this. But to those of you who have been alienated and ostracized and felt that way about the church, listen, Christianity is freedom. It is, it is, uh, it is not enslavement. It's freedom. It's, it's it, the life in Christ is, is the, it's to know that you're forgiven, to know that you're loved, to know that you're cherished, to know that you're protected. And I mean, you know, we shouldn't ask for signs, but God has given me so many to let me know. I mean, I was, I was abducted as a child. Uh, this Ooh. is something I get into in my first book, the paranormal Christian book one. And I don't mean by aliens. I know we're talking about UFOs. So yeah. let me, let me yeah. be clear, you know, I was, I was abducted by, by humans and um, it's a miracle that I'm even here. And um, it was a, a voice the vo- I call it the voice, you know, and this voice from God uh, that saved me. And I knew then and there that I was here for a reason. And so I didn't have to go to church to find out about God because God was already talking to me, um, you know, uh, as, a, as a latchkey kid, as a Gen Xer. You know, we grew up, uh, you know, prior to the digital age. I mean, we were out there. You know, no bike helmets. I mean, out playing from sunup to sundown. Yep. No cell phones. You know, you're just out there. And, you know, but sometimes things would happen. Like, I mean, we, I walked and walked for miles as a child. And, you know, sometimes I would get lost. And 
you know, I would hear a voice that would tell me, Hey, Hey, you know, turn left or go this, go this way or, or stay this, you know, and I would always get home, even though I didn't have any clue where I was. So the, I always knew there was something there bigger than me outside of me there with me. And, but like nothing more dramatic than that day that, uh, that my life was literally saved by that voice. And, um, you know, that's the voice of God. And that voice is speaking to all of us It's speaking to all of you. So give it a chance. Richard, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us tonight. This has been really refreshing. And it's been a lot of fun, too. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, yeah. Also. Uh, yes, sir. The Paranormal Christian. Books one, book one is called The Calling. Book two is called The Quickening. Uh, where can we find these books at, Richard? Where, where can we find you at, I guess, in the in the digital ether? Well, um, I'm pretty active um, uh, digitally, I, I'm in all the, the social media, the, the major social media uh, okay. constructs, but um, richarddlewisauthor.com is, is probably the best way to hook up with me because you can use that portal to get to all the other portals. Again, that's richarddlewisauthor.com. Um, and of course, my books are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, all, all the major booksellers. You can, you can, you can find my book uh, online in any of those places. Can't thank you enough again, Richard. We'd love to have you back down the road when you when you do volume three. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Love to come back. It's really been fun, you guys. Thank you so much. Ghostly Toss. <laughs>